0: beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of the Trent Kotlar's podcast. My guest today was Reverend Mark Brown, aka Metaphysical Mark. We had a fantastic conversation. I really enjoyed it a lot. I think he's going to be a recurring guest on the show. So at the end, if you guys have any questions, comments, topics you'd like us to cover, drop them in the comment section below. Let us know what you think. Without further ado, let's get into it. Mark, thanks uh, thanks for taking time to sit down and talk to me, man. I really appreciate it.
1: No problem, man. Thank you for having me on, truly. Yes, sir. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, So hi, everyone. Um, My name is Metaphysical Mark. Um, I'm an author, I'm a practicing metaphysician, um, ordained minister, um, an intuitive healer, as well as an intuitive reader, um, and as well as a motivational speaker. So I wear a lot of hats, but they're all under the umbrella of spirituality and metaphysics.
0: That's awesome. How'd you get into this? Were you raised in a scenario where you grew up spiritual, or was it something you found later on in life?
1: Um, actually, coming from from Florida, um, you know, it's just that that strict um, Christian upbringing, and where um, so I. So I was brought up in and I found my spirituality through deeper awareness of what I was being taught. I always used to ask questions when I was little about the Bible questions that, you know, will often be turned away um, at a very young age. So I always was curious that there was more to, um, you know, what I was already getting. So it was like uh Building block for my spiritual um, awareness was basically Christianity, um, which I know a lot of people can relate to. That. But um, I found spirituality more so um, around 2011, 2012. I kind of started getting into more um, energetic stuff and energetic understandings. And that allowed me to, you know, open myself up to more information and more knowledge that's have been there for for e- eons they don't tell you about in the church you get a lot from um average so you know going into those deep understandings that just allowed me to really connect more to spirit than uh, any type of
0: religion or sect like that yeah absolutely i grew up christian as well um I actually became a pretty radical atheist for a long time. And then psychedelics is what kind of brought me back into integrating those energy frequencies within myself and coming back into contact with the divine. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree growing up in a Christian environment. I was kind of asking the same questions and stuff. I always felt like I could feel quote unquote God, but the actual institution of religion just never connected with me. And, uh, once I got away from it and then came back, uh, that's when I really started feeling connected with the universe around me and stuff. So I definitely, definitely feel where you're coming from. Um, so you do Reiki healing. Can you explain that to me? What can you see? Okay. There you go. You're back. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was, that was on my
1: end. I had to nah, no stress, get off man. the Wi-Fi Cause it was going crazy, but, um, but yeah, so yes, just to to piggyback, basically what you're saying is, um, so what Reiki work really is is just energy work. It's a form of energy work um, that is more common than most because of its history and how it was introduced to us. Um, and it's UC Reiki is what I'm referring to, is where a lot of different Reiki's have um, you know, branches of Reiki and different variations have branch off from. Um, but it's the very um basic aspect and fundamental of what um uh practitioner back in on in the eastern culture um was on the mountain and he had hurt his knee and he sat in a meditation and was asking for ways that he could like help himself get off the mountain because it was just him up there so with that he got um what we call codes in the spiritual community. We all get codes and some people have light languages that are basically just activation codes that they are getting from their higher awarenesses. Um, And that's the same thing that he did. He just brought it down and and did it on himself and fixed his knee and then walked down and taught it to people. Um, So that's just how this form of energy healing has um, become so well renowned But it's not the only form of energy healing and it's in association with the understanding of what energy truly is. So a lot of people look at Reiki or energy work and they go to disbelief first because they feel that it has to be something that they have to believe in, in the sense of religion. When it's not a religious tool at all, same thing as meditation. A lot of people for ages have tied meditation to a religion when it's not, it's a tool that everybody can use. And now that we have the scientific benefits and evidence of how it's beneficial to us, now everyone's meditating and they're bringing into a norm. Right? You know, So it's the same thing with the energy work, understanding that we are all energy and that we have electromagnetic fields that emit outside of our physical beings and through our physical beings. And this is proven through science and having those understandings. Um, and what we call matter and what we call, uh, you know, physical things is just basically just energies. Everything's vibrating, you know that as well through science. So when you take two energy fields and you put them close to each other or close proximity to each other to where they're interacting, they mix. So that's what energy healing is. Is a practitioner is um, trained and taught. How to clear their field out to where they're vibrating um in a more aligned aspect of themselves. So it's a purest form of themselves as the same time connecting to um the source that is around us all, the, the the God energy that moves through everything. This connects everything that is everything essentially. Um and finding the under the middle ground between being a vessel for that energy, because we can all tap into it, this is where you get a lot of people that uh, channel this energy or um, like verbally, a lot of people channel it through art, um, you know, very different, um, various differentiations, differentiates different um, of this type of um, connection. So with the Reiki, um, it's connecting to that energy and being a conduit for that energy to then um, affect someone else's energetic field to match that vibration. So I use the example um, of a car that you know needs a, a jump, and source is like the car over there that batteries run infinite forever, all the time, always on go. You're good. And the practitioner of Reiki or any energy work is just the jumper gate. So we're just like the the passage way to a person connecting back to their aspect and their um, center of source. So it's them recognizing that that energy is already within them and activating that energy. So then it, you know, activates all the other things that we naturally um, have as humans that we, you know, feel like. We don't possess, but we've just been um we haven't been told this, you know, we haven't been taught this much information. And when we were, um, we were so in our own ways that we were like anything from the east, keep over there. But you know, that we see now in modern medicine and eastern medicine, um, how behind we are in terms of like acupuncture like you know what i mean like things that we're like oh like cupping therapies like they've been doing this for ages and we're just not catching up to it and um it's the same thing with reiki they've been doing energy healing they have phenomenal evidence of like energy work um from like doctors and 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 clients that are over in the the east that's on this film, documented and like, it's amazing to see that they don't, when you don't have that blockage, you want not have that cognitive dissonance um, there because they're raised in it. It allows for that receptiveness to happen like that. So they, you see miracles like this happen over there. And, um, you know, people feel like if it's not that, then it's not working, but they're not understanding the, the dynamic of what Reiki truly is and that they are also Um, just as much as important as the practitioner when it comes to um, the exchange, because you have to be open to receiving, or you will just, you know, you feel a little bit, but you're not going to get the real essence of what's trying to um, connect with you, so.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and there's legit science behind it. Like you were saying, for the people out there that are materialists or reductionists don't believe in energies and stuff. Look at the placebo effect. That's basically how I see it is that you're manifesting those positive energies within yourself, thinking that you're going to get healed, even if what you're taking isn't actually going to do that. And you're inviting those positive energies in and it's actually healing you. And then you can look at other cultures, especially the East, but um even like Central South America, look at shamanism, um, Alaska up north, the shamans up there, they're all manifesting these positive energy frequencies. And then in turn acting like you were saying as the conduits for the people that they're trying to heal. And I mean, real legitimate effects. Um, and in the West you hinted on it or hit on it too, as well. Um, the repression of the divinity of consciousness in the West is so supreme. Like we are so disconnected from the energies of the cosmos and of the earth that it's mm-hmm. really, really disheartening to see. Um, cause there's so much beauty out there. Like for example, um, I went and saw a concert the other day in Austin. Um, a band named Mount Joy was playing. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a really, really good band, super beautiful musicians. Um, and I was on a little bit of mushrooms, so I was definitely a little more receptive to energies at the time. But in the moment, when they were playing, you can feel that overwhelming energy. And they're channeling ancient ritualistic practices where you would get together and you would sing it. And you would open your spirit up to the flow of energy throughout and connect with everyone around you. But people were so narcissistic and self-centered at this concert that at least 60 to 70% of the people around me were having their own conversations while this was going on. And it really baffled me um, because I was like, you're witnessing in this singular moment a unique personification of beauty and tapping into this energy that is so overwhelming. And all you have to do is just be present for it, and just open your soul up to it. And they just couldn't. And it was really, really eye-opening. And these were like the same people who are spiritual, you know, mindful mm-hmm. people. They wear bell bottoms, tie-dye shirts. You know, they they look the part, but they can't actually open up their consciousness to what it is they're preaching to do. Um, and it's just sad. It's really sad because, man that that feeling that feeling in your soul and your spirit is just it's so overwhelming and it's so beautiful and when i talk about god or divinity like that's the type of energy that i'm talking about Mm -hmm. uh that you're feeling with the cosmos and with your fellow men and women around you um that's just Mm -hmm. unbeatable
1: yeah definitely definitely and and like coming from florida and then moving to colorado and being in the spiritual one of the spiritual hubs of you know the United States. Um, I definitely know what you mean by seeing the people that play the part, wear the part well. Um, consciousness has become such a global thing now that everybody wants to be woke. But like, it's a difference between people that talk about spirituality and it's people that, and then it's a spiritual person. So it's a person that's literally talking about their life. You know what I mean? They're not. They're yeah. not talking about things that they heard. They're not saying that they're literally telling you the spiritual walk that they're having <laughs> and, and explaining to you in a way that can only make sense. You know what I mean? Based off of the things that we have here. So like seeing that, realizing that and understanding that it allows for um, the discernibility between it because I it, it's, it's so saturated in a sense of um, people that are just opportunists. I see people all the time I see so many coaches that try to coach on things that them themselves don't have or never experienced and I'm like this this is taking away from what it truly is and what it truly means to be a coach or a teacher. You know what I mean? It's the real connecting. So a lot of people are um skeptical of that because they see those type of moments that you're saying, you know, you're in the moment because you're feeling you you went there with that intention to feel that energy to really be there present because you're enjoying it and you're paying for it. You know what I mean? You want to actually yeah. enjoy what you're what you're paying for. And and to see that, you know, it was that type of energy just lets you know that, you know, that is that's where we're headed. You know, it happens all the time. This happens anytime a wave starts, you know, um but the people that understand it, that feel it they vocalize it differently. They, they resonate with it differently. You know what I mean? They really connect on a different way that that's the way that you'll be able to, to tell, um, you know, because you'll see those people that are just sitting there, just zoned in, just feeling everything. Or you will see them dancing, yeah. tranced out in their own, you know what I mean, their own yeah. world. And those those are the people that I love because they're authentically being who they are in that moment. And not having to feel like they have to do anything else. Like, no, enjoy yourself, be yourself. So, you know, just seeing that, you know, that topic come up, it's is it's, it's the extremes of this um of that dialogue is crazy, man. I'm telling you, because the the ways of consciousness are 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 they definitely vast in the sense of um how everyone's connecting with the energies that are around
0: yep absolutely and you can definitely tell like you were saying man you just feel that instant connection whenever you interact with someone who like really has deep profound connection to the world around them it's like instant the second that your energy frequencies interact with each other you're just like oh, okay save wavelength here i got you what's up man like let's go hang <laughs> yeah. out let's talk about life what's going on man yeah exactly. super rad super rad what um What are some practices that you do on like a daily or weekly basis um, to keep yourself in touch with that? Do you do like meditation or yoga or anything like that? Like what are some of your, your go-tos?
1: Definitely meditation. I try to meditate like daily um, just because it's, it just helps. It helps so much um, with just being able to clear your mind and, and put intentions right after that. And as you're, you know, coming out of the meditation and taking your walk forward. Um, so definitely meditation is one of them. And I would tell people, I tell people all the time, go outside, go out in yeah. nature, breathe some fresh air, listen to the birds, go sit with a tree and put your feet in the dirt. Grounding is yes. so important. It's one, of the, it's one of the things that's also scientifically proven, you know, to just neutralize your field, like let, let all that stuff go, like this is why they used to walk barefoot back in the days. They really were in tune and felt the earth because she's she's helping us. She's here. She's giving us and we give back. So, you know, um, going outside and putting your feet in the dirt, just five, ten minutes, just be, you know, I will always preach that because that helped me and it helps me so much. Anytime I feel clogged up or just too much indoors,
0: I have to go outside and just neutralize. So yes same absolutely being barefoot and putting your feet in the dirt was like you're saying one of the biggest changing factors for me and now i'm pretty much constantly barefoot or in like (laughs) a pair of sandals that are like this thick. that's it i was like i try not to ever wear shoes unless i just absolutely have to and uh yeah being in nature man just absorbing that energy around you is so beautiful and it's so clearing i thought that When COVID happened and everyone was going through the lockdowns and stuff, I mean, you really saw the effects of that, the the mental health effects of being stuck inside so much. I was like, we're not meant for that. That was a clear example of us needing to be in touch and in tune with nature. We need sunlight in our life. We need dirt between our toes. We need to be in water, in the ocean, you know, Um, and we need to be caring for it as well like making sure that we're in a a nice equilibrium with the world around us because if Gaia provides everything for us and we give nothing in return especially not even a piece of our soul to her then Mm -hmm. she's wrathful man she's she's a nasty bitch sometimes hurricanes come through it's no joke (laughs) (laughs) like we don't we need her she don't need us that's what people get a lot like no
1: we got to (laughs) mine our manners
0: (laughs) yeah for sure yeah that's beautiful man what else what are some other practices you do um
1: journaling as well journaling helped me a lot um when i started coming into um my awareness of myself journaling helped me see aspects that i wasn't you know consciously aware of um and also helped me, like, also free write a lot of things. So channeling through writing and um, getting things that I needed to hear um, out. You know, because yes. I wasn't speaking. I wasn't speaking then. I was. It was one of those, like, okay, let me, let me shut up and just be and just look at everything and just soak up what's going on because it was like the like a big pluck out of the matrix so i got like basically plucked out shown a bunch of things and then like thrown back and was like all right now like find your way <laughs> so yeah <laughs> find your way in the you know medium of that because um you know in the in the past my my my, my background i played sports you know i went D 2 uh for football so like i was you know physical in the world in the physical world and you know understanding that aspect then it's like okay let me pluck you out and show you more of the world that you thought and then like throw you back in how you integrate those so that's that's my another thing that i teach people and tell people to make sure you're integrating you can have you can have all the higher awareness and higher dimensional understandings but if you can't apply it to this three d realm that you're tethered to because we're all tethered here then it's really null and void because you you're not helping anyone you're disassociated with the people that you're around and <laughs> you know what i mean and you're not yep. even connected to where you're tethered like you we, we we wake up here that's what I mean by tether i know a lot of people when i say the word they're like like we're consciously tethered here so we can travel through our consciousness but when you wake up like in a oh like a restart state you're in you're right here you know so you know just having that understanding of that awareness of integrating and living a human life like living living we're human and a lot of people in the spiritual community forget that and i that's one of the things i stress have human emotions have human experiences you know what i mean yep. because that's what that's what we're here for it's what
0: we're here for yes yeah that was something i saw a lot as well as uh going too far and breaking down your barriers too much to where you can't interact with normal human beings anymore. Um, It's beautiful to see when you just live this radical existence, but you also have to maintain some sort of shell between yourself and the outer world to just be able to interact with people because there are people out there who are energy parasites you know they're gonna they're, they want from you and they when they sense that energy on you they want to bring you down to their world um into their negative pit of despair that they're living in so you know maintaining some of those borders is a necessity um but integrating as much as you can to maintain the thinnest layer possible while still protecting yourself is certainly mm-hmm. something that I strive to do. Journaling definitely helped me as well. Um talking about being super in the physical world, uh I was never an athlete, but I was in a special operations community in the military. Um and oh, I'm sure yeah. it's the same. It's like you go, you go all <laughs> yeah. day. Hard shit, you do hard shit. That's yep. it. You train. There's no weakness, anything like that. Um and I had super heavy um shadow manifestations of the archetypes within myself. Um, And when I really started sitting down and journaling um, and doing like active imagination and stuff like that, um, stuff that I was learning from reading Carl Jung, that really helped me. And then having dialogues with myself on paper, because I would sit there and play with it in my head and you can talk to yourself, but when you start writing it out, and you start letting that other aspect of yourself respond to you, you start getting places where you're like, oh, shit, okay, this is how I really feel, (laughs) like, we need to find an equilibrium here. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: because it's like so much subconscious stuff that you don't realize, and then you're writing, just letting it out, and you're like, whoa i'm sad right now you know what i mean like and you don't even realize it because you're so used to it that you're like whoa this is this i'm sad i'm sad i'm sad okay let me sit Yeah, this is me being sad thing like yep (laughs) so that's it's it's another form of of like how we're doing right now bouncing you know it's just that getting it out so then you can really digest it again with different senses and then it's a whole different thing you know
0: yep and it's scary That's what I see a lot of people, like people who are super in touch with their manifestation of their own ego and maintaining their persona with the world. The second that they start seeing fractures in that, you know, it's really terrifying for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was terrifying for myself, you know, like it's not an easy journey, you know, spirituality, like real spirituality isn't easy. I mean, you're breaking down real psychological barriers that have been Facts. put in place through culture and society mm-hmm. your parents the institutions that raised you you know um like it's real it's it's really really difficult um and it's a never ending battle either i mean you're nope. constantly doing but that's something else <laughs> that i see too is like people are like oh you're enlightened now it's like no no like no, I mean, you're in like a period of enlightenment point. yeah exactly yes. <laughs> <Yep>. yeah yeah <laughs> It's like I might have went through a period of enlightenment, but I'm certainly not an enlightened being. And every day I learn something new about myself and I'm constantly trying to to do the work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's
1: layers. It's layers.
0: That's what people don't understand. Yeah. It's layers. You're
1: always you're always going to find you're always going to see the layers and the similarities as you go up the different cycles of the enlightenment path. Because <laughs> that's really what it is. It's just another path that you're walking instead of the other paths that are, you know, the worldly and then another just lost path. (laughs) where People are just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here type of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's just going and seeing so many different layers of yourself, so many different layers of the world, so many different layers of others as a bigger picture and a deeper picture because we we would never know it all. So, And that's why we love it so much because it's like, that gives me so much joy because it's like, okay, I can get so much and still not have it all. I can still want and get more of being better, thinking better, you know what I mean? Feeling better. And a lot of people don't realize that in, when they sign up for the spiritual experience because they feel like that, you know, It's just all roses and you know light and love, which is like it gets there in the sense of you making a choice, but like life doesn't doesn't get you know less difficult. Like life is still life. Life is life. You know, we just get we get harder. You know, we get stronger, and life is still life. So then life feels lighter to us now. You know, so now we're you know okay, I can do more reps here now because it's it's lighter. But when we're stuck and we don't have those tools to strengthen ourselves with, um, then we just get pushed down by the weight of life, just pushed down by the weight of life. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when you are building muscles, it's like in the physical, those are sore points. Your your body's sore, you're you're really stretching your muscles, you're tearing muscles to rebuild them to be stronger. So you're doing the same thing to yourself in a spiritual sense of detaching from. Things that we've been taught, things that we've been told was true, things that we've been, you know, accustomed to, and then letting all of that stuff go, and then rebuilding, rebuilding to what we feel, what we honor, what our morals are, and our justifications of what we have, you know, really honoring ourselves, and that is the work that a lot of people. Um, they get to and they either run from or they get stuck in and don't know how to ask for help um, or they shy away from it and feel like that the spiritual immunity is this. So let me get a savior, you know, because it's easier if someone else comes and saves me than me saving myself. <laughs> yeah, You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, you, you see, you see it a lot. You see it a lot. And um, it's sad because it's, just perseverance, just perseverance and endurance that gets you stronger and then yep. things get easier and then you get to a better place. And because you have to live life regardless, regardless of where you're at, at, whatever awareness you're at, whatever level of consciousness, you have to live in this world. So why don't you make it easier for yourself by just,
0: you know, refining a little bit, working on yourself a little bit, you know? Yep. It's beneficial. Yeah. Yep. Spirituality is in the absence of pain. That's what I see a lot. Um, It's the integration of techniques to deal with that pain in a more enthusiastic, I guess, manner, um, a better Mm -hmm. manner of dealing with it without losing your sense of who you are because you're so much more connected with yourself. Uh, And then another aspect of that um, is the emphasis on the individual. And I think we see that a lot in our day and age is the breakdown of individual sovereignty when that's the one of the core components of exactly. spirituality is really cultivating yourself as an individual understanding yeah. who you are and then taking all of that positive energy you've manifested in yourself and then giving it back to the community and then that's mm-hmm. how the community grows you know you're not building the entire taj mahal what exactly. you're doing with consciousness <laughs> with spiritual consciousness is you're laying a brick You're laying a single Mm -hmm. brick. Now you might have spent 30, 40 years, you know, crafting this brick, making it look beautiful, but your consciousness is just a single brick and the entire structure of that beautiful masterpiece. So, and the more people spend on their individual brick, the more beautiful the structure is going to be because everything is going to be more refined. So it all starts within within yourself. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, that's that's a beautiful aspect of it, I think. But also. Again, going back into the terror of it is most people don't want to do that. Most people don't want to sit with themselves. They don't like what they find, you know? So nope. like you're saying, they look for saviors or they look for gurus, whatever they can. They don't want to sit there and say, I need to spend the time with myself. They go to this person and they say, Hey, I see that you seem like you've manifested your consciousness into existence. Could you do that for me when that's, mm-hmm. that's not the move that That's not the move whatsoever. Nope. Yeah. Never going to happen. Um, you can help guide them, help mm-hmm. act as a springboard for ideas and stuff like that, but you're never be able going to be able to manifest their own consciousness for them. That's something you have to do as an individual. Yeah,
1: yeah. And like as uh, um, author of books, my books are called A Guide's Lines to Grace and A Guide's Lines to Power. Because I'm a guide. All only I can do is mm-hmm. give you the tools that help me by guiding you to you (laughs) and here's the tools that i did it to help me and a lot of other people from you know my research and all of my things here's the findings i had and here's my experience take it with it what you what you will (laughs) like i would never force anybody to do anything i you know even when i'm promoting my stuff i tell people like how i'm promoting it's if you feel drawn to come and contact me if you feel drawn to reach out then reach out if you don't feel drawn, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just what it is. I'm not one yeah. that you're supposed to come and talk to, you know, because I, I understand that it's an energy signature. It's the energy thing. And when you are when it like, was like when the student is ready, the teacher appears, like they say. So I I just sit in that energy of um being myself enough to wear people that need to see me, truly see me, see me because I'm right there. And then the people that are wanting to not in that same frequency, then they'll just look at me and be like, oh, well, he's whatever, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. But (laughs) this is what I'm focused on. And that is why I'm, you know, making myself available, making myself in that sense, because I, my goal is to be the the best example of a divine being in a physical body, meaning the most purest form of a vessel that I can get myself into to embody my higher aspect of myself. That's my that's my work. And I feel like that's everybody's work as a human being. But that's not me to tell anybody what to do. I can only just do it myself. My actions will show people, my example will show people um, that it's possible and that you know oh man he's living a better quality life by it you know what i mean he's living in a better resonance by it because of my story and of my past and all the things that i've been through since like little kid so just being able to um you know resonate in that frequency and just be that example like you were saying just working on that brick it lets go of so much stress i'm i'm not i don't worry too much about um others in the sense of like i'm not here to save the world i'm here to just be me in the world and be the most purest example and expression of that because that's what god instilled through me in me with me is that so i'm going to express you know and whatever that does in the ripple effect of the consciousness is what it's supposed to do because i'm honoring myself and if we all did that and we all just let go of that burden of everyone and just be like okay everyone look at self everyone will literally it'll the consciousness would just like that (laughs) yep but it's just getting every everyone to be comfortable to do that and that's like everybody's gonna be looking over like well what is she doing over there like don't worry about what she's doing don't worry about if she's (laughs) over there doing what she's doing don't worry about if she's over here
0: doing what are you doing what are you doing inside you (laughs) yeah And I think an important part of that, too, is talking about manifesting the divine form in yourself is not to say that you are manifesting perfection because the divine is not perfection. I think that's a major misconception a lot of people have from institutionalized religion is this concept of God as this perfect being. And that's just absolutely not the case, even in religion. If you go back to some of the older scriptures, you know, like Yahweh, stuff like that. I mean, there were gods of brimstone and fire as well, you know, they <laughs> yeah, manifested <exactly. laughs> the, the masculine the feminine energies very well, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's not to say that you're going to be a perfect being because you're not and nothing ever is, no one ever will be, you know, perfection mm-hmm. in the sense that we conceptualize it doesn't exist, but it's mm-hmm. it's manifesting yourself more in line with all of those positive divine aspects. And like you were saying, I mean, you see real increase in the beauty of life and in the interactions you have with other people, as well as the synchronicity of the cosmos providing real beneficial outcomes for you in events and stuff. Yeah. When I started living my life more in tune with this energy, aside from what I did for myself, which was bring me like real peace. Um, how you were saying, don't worry about what she's got going on over there. People who really live like that, you don't care because you know who you are and you're at peace with yourself. So it's like, if she's over there, ecstatic dancing in Walmart, pff, good for you. Have <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Do that's your awesome, thing, Yeah. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, be happy. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, I find that you just start finding yourself in situations where things just work out for you more. Like people are more inclined to interact with you. Um, business ventures, like relationships, everything gets better, man. Everything gets better, and you know, you just you let go of so much of the stress and anxiety that I see people plagued with Um, because you don't need anything. You don't need much, you know, like I'm not sitting here worrying about working my ass off 80 hours a week to make a million dollars. It's like, what's that million dollars going to give me? You know, yeah, I could buy you some nice toys or whatever, but what do i want to do with my life i want to go outside and i want to put my fucking feet in the dirt you know <laughs> dirt. and enjoy myself and i don't need a, i don't need a million dollars for that you know so mm-hmm. you stop you stop striving for things that you realize will never actually bring you peace with yourself but then on the flip side of that is that things start happening for you usually that will start leading you down that path naturally anyway because you're just manifesting those positive energies you know, it's radiating out of you and, and people are drawn to that. You know, some people might want to drag you down, but for the most part, people are like, oh, okay, this guy, what, what's he got going on here? You know, like, I want to interact with you. What, What's up? You know, how can you help my life? Uh, and shit just works out, man. It just starts working out for you. And it's a really beautiful thing to see in yourself and in others. Like when I see it in others, that's a really, really beautiful moment. And I just like want to walk up and give them a high five and be like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome to see, man. I'm super stoked for you
1: man, I get so much gratitude and and just heartfelt, just radiation of this love when I get messages from people that, you know, ex-clients, people I've done readings for that are like, man, thank you, because legit this and this and this is happening now. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've had clients that I've had one session with and it was just about tweaking little bits of things because um, even though I'm very spiritual, I'm very practical. So, like, my spirituality has a practical sense. So, I can, like, I can, um, I can put a lot of things into um, words that make sense and have the have it show. Um, so, mindsets and paradigm shifts is a lot of really what I work with when I'm working with people because that's the practical application of spirit. Like, your mind is the connection and bridge between it. So. The mind is so powerful that people don't realize that so then when you start understanding it, you can see some of the things that the mind has conditioned itself for that it's causing you this blockage so little shifts and it, you know it don't take long to really because you know if you're coming to me, I already know that you're coming to. You're you're coming because you want to you know. I, like I say, I put up that, I already put up that block of people that come that are like, uh, I don't know. Like, I already speak the spirit and put it out there as an intention. Like, don't even, don't send me that energy because I'm so upfront that, like, I want people to know that, okay, I'm coming to someone that is a real coach because I'm, I, I come from that sports culture. So it's like, you know, if my coach wasn't on me, I wouldn't have known my potential enough to go how far I even went. So like when I see people, I'm like, hey, okay, you're doing this. And they're like, yeah, this is happening, this happened." I'm like, why are you, what's this? Let's go here and let's not keep cutting off branches. We have to go to the roots. So we're it's gonna get uncomfortable, but these are the roots. These are the roots of these issues. If you un- unroot them, you un- that trees no longer exist. So now you can plant whatever you want there and getting people there and just seeing it. Like I said, it takes, it depends on the, the individual, it depends on who they are and where they are already. So um, it, it's, it's really just up to individual, but like I had a, a, a client of mine, she, in just one session, she was just like a whole life completely changed and she in so much of a better place. She always just writes me like, hey, I just wanna let you know, like, thank you. Like legit, thank you. And I'm like, thank you for, even writing me and letting me letting me know like I'm watching because I still, you know, it's it's a family. It's a family. Mm-hmm. You know, we all family. So, you know, when I see people going through things and I and I get the pleasure and the blessing to be uh assistance on their journey. I'm gonna always be, you know, looking out for them and looking to make sure that they're still, you know, doing what they are, you know supposed to be doing in a sense of where they're headed whatever their journey is they're happy that's the biggest thing, and if you know if something's going on I reach out and you know check on people because that's the connection is the most important part. Um, we don't have too much of that in the world and me coming from my background, I understand how the lack of connection. Um, makes people feel so you know really being there for each other and really you know, allowing that interaction and that that gratitude for it man it's i it's it's a blessing that i get to call this like a job or like oh, yeah. a profession really like because I, I i'm being myself <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's like it's it's a blessing it's such a blessing man
0: that's awesome the world needs more of that man it needs more community uh I thought it was really interesting earlier when you were talking about being tethered to the world um through our consciousness that's how i see it as well as our bodies just basically being a meat sack that the divine spark of consciousness has attached to and we are given a finite amount of time to live in this dimension of existence um and so it's like why would you not want to propagate love and beauty again going back to the million exactly. dollars it's like what's that million dollars going to do to you You know you have you know wh- one day to a hundred years you know on this mm-hmm. on this planet on this flying rock that's hurtling through space you know it's like why would you how would you take the time to be negative or to propagate anger and hate towards people like take that time and experience as much love and joy as you can and create a community that's so much better and more beneficial. And I also think that, in the grand scheme of things, you know, a potential for why our consciousness has manifested in the way that it has. And the answer, a potential answer to the question of what's our meaning on life, is to break down those barriers of consciousness and elevate our minds to a point where we can interact with these different dimensional beings or different frequencies of energy um, that are manifestations of like pure love, pure happiness, pure joy, this pure energy that's floating throughout the cosmos that we can tap into. And you can experience that on small scales within yourself. But I think again, going back to how I was talking about, you experience that massive overwhelming flow of energy, say in a concert or conducting like ritualistic experiences like that with your fellow man, if you could do that on the scale of the planet, I think that the the dimensions and the energy frequencies that you can tap into through that would be so overwhelming that it would completely change the entire essence of what it is to be a human being the entire essence of it would just be obliterated in that singular instance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like and and we have
1: we have um like a lot of people forget about evolution (laughs) they forget that you know we as humans we evolve and we've been evolving since we got here since the beginning of time so like we're still evolving and some of us not as much as others because that's (laughs) evolution so (laughs) you know what i mean as a as a species as a species we have so much power um with with the connection and the um synchronicities to the planet itself. So if we evolve, then we make a radical consciousness shift throughout the whole globe um, and every creature on it. Um, But what I've noticed over the past, I would say three, four years, honestly, animals are getting smart as, yeah man like like i mean to the point where i'm like is no one else seeing these animals do human like shit like legit and no one's like batting the eye no one's talking about it and in my mind i'm like evolution is happening right before my eyes (laughs) yeah very rapidly so that lets me know that you know if i'm able to see this you know and i'm you know Evolving within myself as well, because I'm always filtering out and refining things and doing that, what am I doing to my um, molecular level as well, and how am I. um, Passing that on genetically, you know to my kid and you know things like that and and how she's seeing the world and how things and how she's feeling the world and and, and all those aspects and. um, A lot of people don't take that into understanding that um, when we evolve. Um, we get certain type of receptors, or we get certain type of aspects or genes that that um, that unlock and start to open up and start to show. Um, with animals, when they do it, they get like a certain type of extrasensory that makes them adapt. So with us, it's like our it's like sixth sense. Everyone's feeling things, and you have people that know what they're feeling and you know what they're hearing, and they're understanding it on a different level because they were already equipped to, to get it. then you have people that are, you know, are hearing it or feeling it or, and are getting caught up in it because it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of dimensions. And (laughs) when you, when you read a lot of the old texts, like I'm, I'm very deep in like hermetics. So when you read a lot of the old texts, like they, they kind of teach you how to astral travel. So like in the little, like six dimensions and stuff like that, it's, it's like where Thoth was talking about, like the hellhounds. Like, that ain't where you want to be at, like stuck at. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? And like, you think that's it. Because you're going to you're gonna think spirituality or anything outside your body is like hell. And you're really yep. experiencing, and that's all you're experiencing. When, that, when it's like, no, you just were not taught. And that's why, like, I emphasize education and knowledge so much. Because it's like, yeah, everyone can ask for travel. But don't just go out astral traveling without actually researching and looking up what you need to look up with how you need to yep. do it. Because it, you can get lost out there, and things can happen. And then things you can bring back. It's your your energy, you know. So if it, just like here, if you go to a place to the club and you get someone that is an energy vampire on you, you're gonna feel that energy vampire. On you. you know, what I mean, the entire yep. night, even when you go home. You're gonna be like something's off. I'm. I need to sage. Like people were saying now, like, yeah, you should have saged the whole club. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you know. What would you so, expect like, when you went in there? You know what? kind exactly, of Exactly. Especially out of there. if on. you're not
1: already aware. Like, if you're aware, it's like, okay, I'm protected. I'm protected by myself. I, I see what's going on, and that's different. But if you're just open, like you, you you're an open thing. Like that's you have to be aware you're not just being open because that's good and all you can have all the knowledge you can be able to go through all the dimensions and have all that but if you're not really like understanding how to to do it then you're not having the discernibility of like what you're connected with um and i always tell people that are dealing with any type of intuitive or unseen aspects of self um question everything like they say in the Bible, um, like literally question everything. Like, who are you? What are you? What, and why what are you here for? Like, you have every authority in your being as an energetic being to like, be like, what is this? Who are you? What is this? Why, why are you in my face? You know what I mean? Like, yep. whatever it is, it could be the, it could be angels. It could be, you know what I mean? Question, because then you're getting more clarity and then you're getting understanding of the energy you're feeling. And, and that's how you discern really like those those levels, but yeah, man, it's, it's people that get stuck on that. And then I've seen people that they're like, I witnessed this and this. I'm like, did you keep going? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, not at all. That was the craziest thing ever. I was just like, yeah, you probably should have kept going a little bit because now you're kind of stuck and now you really are in that stuck
0: spot, you know? Yep. Yeah. Knowledge is definitely power. Yeah. Um. And there's so much of it, how you were saying you're reading hermetic texts and stuff like that. It's crazy that we have to go back to these ancient civilizations to find this knowledge. Um, Like, we took such a hard left turn um, in (laughs) regards to spirituality. Yeah, like, like it was crazy. When institutionalized religion came around, they were like, yeah, now we're going this way. And the rest of humanity was like, anybody uh, over
1: on that side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. It's nice to see the return of that, um, but how you were saying, like astral projection stuff like that, having the education to actually do that. Um, I felt the same way with psychedelics. I started doing psychedelics when I was probably, I was probably sixteen or seventeen. The first time I did acid, um, and I was always really drawn to it. I was always really drawn to like those aspects of Eastern culture and the psychedelic culture and stuff like that. I always felt a calling to the spiritual uh, realm. But I had no idea what I was doing, you know, so I could never really lead myself through my journeys and then integrate properly what it was showing me. Um, And over time, you know, trial and error, I got better at it, but it wasn't until I started picking up books and reading, educating myself, listening to people talk, reading ancient texts, looking at shamanism and stuff like that, to where you can really build a foundation to understand what you're being seen and then integrate that into your life and actually see the benefits of it. Um, and how we were talking about fake spirituality earlier and stuff like that is I see that a lot with, with people doing psychedelics, but having no real concept of what they're playing with. I'm like you're not playing with, you know, tobacco, which also can be a very psychedelic yeah. drug depending on how you consume it um but it's like you you're playing with really really powerful substances that our ancestors used to communicate with gods you know with literal yeah. celestial <laughs> beings you know it's like you shouldn't do this and then just go sit go to the at flap. a club or something you know <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and and then you're wondering like man why yeah, complain I, about it yeah this is fucked up like i don't like this i don't know like everyone told me this was going to be a good time i was going to be enlightened and stuff like that it's like yeah no, well no joke you you took it and you went and did some you went poor the activities club, like, yeah it's exactly. like come on man you know it's like you're supposed to be sitting out in nature conducting a ritual exactly. with yourself to get in higher in touch with it you know and and that's it man education is is so key so crucial um to being able to really put yourself in a position to take all of these practices and integrate them into yourself in a practical manner, and then Mm -hmm. manifest that higher being of yourself. Um, So that's beautiful, man. Uh, Hearing you talk about that education and stuff like that. I think that that's, that's super crucial. And it's going to be one of one of the building blocks for us moving forward um, as a culture and as a community And I think you're seeing it, I think you're seeing a conscious revolution come to fruition in the West right now in small scales. And I think it's going to grow as these massive institutions crumble, specifically like religion and the state that suppress those aspects of yourself. Um, And when you start seeing that decentralization of divinity into local communities, and then especially into the self, I think that's when you're gonna see like we were saying earlier, massive changes in the world Mm -hmm. and the way that people interact with each each other. Um, And then everyone is also unique as well. You were talking about the personification through your journeys and stuff like that of whether you're seeing like angels, demons, hellhounds, whatever the case is, you know, god, uh all of that I think is very unique and individual. So my mm-hmm. conceptualization of god is not going to be the same as yours or anyone mm-hmm. else's, you know. That's the beauty of having that divine spark of consciousness is how unique that relationship that you have with the higher level beings is. It's so beautiful and it's so unique and while we might all draw our consciousness from the same well of divinity each individual drop of that that we hold within ourselves is incredibly Very special mm-hmm. yes incredibly special
1: exactly exactly and and just the just to um just to piggyback off of that yes you will experience everybody experience things differently you know what i mean and everybody has their association with um sourced differently so that's why i was saying question question everything because you know Your mind can, your mind, it's being filtered through your mind. So, you know what I mean? You're going to get seen, shown things that are familiar to you. So, you know, whatever that is in association to what you need to be, you know, given is how it's going to be. So don't necessarily take your, take everyone experience as how yours should be as a mirror to yours, but as like a blueprint, you know? So everyone's house isn't, you know, the same looking but you they have a little blueprint they go off of that you can build and go off of so just everybody and the spiritual all the spiritual um, precursors to us um, you know they came and showed us their spiritual journeys as spiritual leaders and spiritual examples Um, those are great blueprints of understanding what kind of experience you're going to be looking you know looking to if you step into spirituality or really step into that um plane of yourself which is what you are going to do anyways um like i say evolution because it's needed we're getting back in touch with ourselves um i think you know we had to fall from that consciousness we had to go all the way to the left to now come back to the right so that we still have that left in our data you know what i mean so now we can really make that change and just like you said those changes are definitely going to come and um one of the big ones that i've been getting is just um more community so like not necessarily being everything run by like state or like it'll be more like county you know what i mean like because it'll be more community based and people will be moving a lot because they're going to move into the energy that fits their energy you know so yes connecting to those little tribes and having those tribes is um you know what we have what we were honestly when everything was good <laughs> before Yeah, yep. some you know they wanted to take over whole continents and stuff for no for no reason that they could yep. never visit in their lifetime because they had to ride horseback you know what i mean like why even why do you need all that like it's Yep. <laughs>
0: so, yep. just going the lust for power to go forward. Exactly. 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 Yeah, I see that as well. Um, and that's one of the key things I took from Eastern philosophy is walking that Tao, walking that middle path between the yin and the yang, having that mm-hmm. nice combination of feminine, masculine um, energies. And I agree. I think you're seeing the shift from that, where we had a very strong masculine society that was manifesting the majority of the shadow archetypes. And now you're starting to see the integration of that and the resurgence of the feminine to come back and mm-hmm. and conquer that and basically to crush the mass cultural narcissism of humanity. Majority. I mean, that's basically what it is, you know, where like our our collective psyche is so narcissistic and overgrown that it just needs Utter obliteration like our culture needs an ego death you know yeah. like if i could take our culture and give them a heroic dose of mushrooms that'd be great legit you know and and, that's, and that's how it's
1: happening you know what i mean like we're getting it in ways because it's like a it's like uh it's peeling the onion like you were saying yeah yeah it's just it's so many layers that you have to peel back and then it's like the the energy is like motherly so it's not like uh like a lover. So then, you know, the masculine be like, oh, well, let me, you know, it's like mother, like, all right, let me try to, and then it's like, all right, let me, let me shut up and be in my place because before I get, you know, because mm, she talking and she talking stern yeah. right now. But then she's also loving because she loves me, but I yep. know when to shut shut up. And I think that's what's happening now because that's, that's where that place needs to be. That's the, that's the relationship for really our um, our masculine energy here. It's like adolescent still. Like it's, that's why yes. it was so loud. Like, yeah I
0: yes. have to do
1: everything and beat everything. It's like, shut up. Like you don't listen to this mother right here that is like older and way more, she can show you the ropes you know? Yes. So I think that's where we're, we're, we're heading as an um, energetic culture. And I, I love these analogies, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're just pulling through the ether. I love it. So. That's it, man.
0: Yeah, that's it, dude. Yeah, I loved it. I loved how you described it as uh boyish. I definitely think it's boy psychology for sure. As a culture, as a society, we haven't evolved into manhood yet. Um That was one of my biggest beefs with, with like the patriarchal uh, patriarchy movement, um, like from feminism and stuff like that was their discreditment of the patriarchy without the acknowledgement that it's all the manifestations of the shadow aspects of that archetype. It's like, we need to find that balance. Yeah. You can't have one without the other, you know, I there get, are plenty of matriarchies. Yeah. Yeah yeah, there are plenty of matriarchies that you can look at in history as well that were just as destructive and just as oppressive, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's finding that balance, man. And again, I, it comes back to the individual. When you start manifesting that within yourself, that energy gets propagated and then it becomes a part of the collective psyche. And that's how yep. you start to heal. It all comes from within. You know, there there's never going to be a movement that... If they are not doing the work themselves and then are also discrediting other people or other aspects of that type of psyche, we're never gonna, we're never gonna reach that middle round. We're never gonna come back into equilibrium with each other. Um, so yeah, hearing people talk about that uh and being aware of that is really, really beautiful and um really makes me optimistic to see, you know, like you were saying earlier, you grew up in Florida. So it's probably not a lot of people to sit down and talk about this with, uh, I'm in Texas and and (laughs) it's basically the same, you know, like Mm -hmm. I meet people every now and then, um, who are on the same wavelength, but it's a, it's a real shame that, like we were saying, they're stuck in that psychological prison and institutionalized religion is usually the main culprit of that. Um, but like we were saying, it's degrading man. And as, as we continue moving forward, you just, you keep laying that brick keep working on it and eventually you have enough people that that wall is going to get built so never get discredited never get disheartened exactly. you know you're and let me just you're say part of a,
1: your brick brother i'm sorry i just got to say it you you have a, a wonderful brick, my brother you're, build, you're building <laughs> a wonderful a wonderful example like truly because it's not many people that can actually sit and have open dialogue like this um with the pureness of their heart. You know, I, like I said, I'm I'm an empath and I'm intuitive. So I feel and I connect when I'm connecting with people. So like, I definitely feel your energy and, and I can, I can see how much work you've done. And that is, that is the example. That is how people, that's how they see you. You know what I mean? They can see, even when they can't see, they still see because it's, so loud it's so present and i just want to just big you up for that just you know
0: just <laughs> a you, real man. one to a
1: real one man that's yeah. just how Thank that's, you, man. if that's how it should be you know what i mean that's just recognition and appreciation for you doing your work because that's helping
0: the collective honestly yes sir damn you almost brought a tear to my eye <laughs> hey man <laughs> i'm just just being real bro like I had no to, i appreciate I had it to, no same bro yeah, same. No, not, that's why not, I reached many, out to you. It's not that many, it's not that
1: many masculine figures and like vessels that really hold hold it like this. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're not ego driven, bro. You're not sitting here trying to be like, you know, over talk or over, you know what I mean? How, you know, you know how that you, you've seen it because I've seen it with yes. so many examples. I'm just like, how are you where you're at, man? Like influencing you're <laughs> all these other men, like you're giving them toxic shit like that's not the divine masculine no divine masculine is soft bro like (laughs) like it's stern and so but it's you can approach it it's not something that you have to be like no so like you're really showing example of a real integrated like balanced man and i appreciate that because as a divine balanced man it's very it's not it's not it's very rare man it's very rare because yes. like i said you'll see you'll see it to where it's feeling like it has to be too much of a buff up and that's and that's that's just more ego that's just more ego bro and that is like not that's not it like you don't have to buff up at me i don't have nope. you don't have to you know what i mean feel some type of way just be and like you can say just like i just said let you know bro i see you thank you like i love it like yeah. That's
0: that's this is a divine matching conversation, bro. And I appreciate yes man. It, I appreciate you man. Like you're saying seeing like really seeing, not like I see you like you were saying. It's like I see you, you know, soul mm-hmm. to soul. Yeah, I agree. I felt that the whole time we've been talking. Um yeah, the manifestation of of uh toxic masculinity is a very real thing. I'm sure you experienced it a lot playing sports. I experienced it a lot yeah. in being in the special operations community as people manifesting that shadow warrior to the fullest extent, and then being consumed by it, and I was too. I'm I'm probably more guilty than most people. Yeah, like I yeah. mean, I was heavily, heavily influenced by that to the point. I mean, where my entire persona was basically a manifestation of that, um and I was not an enjoyable person to be around. You know, mm-hmm. I was not balanced in any way, shape, or form, and I literally couldn't make. Connections with people, you know, exactly like I was so shut off to my own emotions that I couldn't even create new emotions for people, um, Mm -hmm. relationships, girlfriends, friends, whatever the case is, you know, um, and that was a very eye opening thing for me as well. Was like, I had a girlfriend at one point, um, and she had nothing but love for me, and she was a beautiful, beautiful human being, and I just couldn't even bring myself to allow my emotional meters to flinch one inch mm, because yeah. I was so driven on my path to being a part of this community and then fulfilling this idolization of what it is to be a man that we're taught mm-hmm. in society. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you don't cry. You don't take exactly. shit sure from nobody. You're willing to fight. You work super hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You're you work super broke, hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, dude, what are we doing? You know, it's yeah. not beneficial. It's not beneficial for you. And it's not beneficial for anyone around you because you're not making real change in yourself or anyone else. You're just adding to the cycle of hatred in the universe. And it's a real shame, okay. you know, and it's a real, real shame. But and people just don't know, you know, like I had no yeah. concept of that. Like, I mean, it wasn't until recently that I really just started understanding all of this and educating myself on it to where I could Put into words what I was experiencing because there was a long time where I was continuing to repress this side of myself um, because I was trying to achieve that idolization of a warrior that I was conceptualizing. Um, so then, once I really started educating myself, like we were talking about earlier, it just allowed me to articulate this so much better. And, like, not only do other people speak this, but with myself, like really yeah, sit yeah, down with myself yeah. and have that conversation with yourself, man. And, uh, that was the major turning point. Um, but yeah, society man, just it, it breathes that into you. Like, like we were saying, it's, it's, uh, it's really a shame and it's, it's hard. It's hard to sit there and even interact with people like that. Like I can pick up the phone and I can call some of my buddies who are still in that mindset you know and they're they're awesome human beings and this is not to shit on them in any way but like if i was to sit there and go hey man i see you and the way that we just told each other that we see each other mm-hmm. they'd be like yeah what the fuck are you talking about dude like yeah <laughs> what take that hippie shit elsewhere you yeah know? exactly <laughs> and it's like it's like dog
1: that's being a human like when yeah did we, when do we forget that like when, yeah like yeah it's so crazy yeah, it's so crazy like when did we forget when when did we forget it so much that we go to church and listen to it and still don't get it you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's so it's so present in our like everything to be good to other people and to express yeah. yourself literally jesus told his disciples and they told him that he loved them all the time but then when you tell someone that you love them they look at you weird if you're another guy like why 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 is that weird (laughs) if i have love for you i have love for you like what for
0: you right (laughs) that's there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing weird about that in any way shape or form that doesn't make you any less masculine if anything that makes you more masculine because you're more in touch with yourself and you're comfortable with yourself as who you are you know (laughs) It's like my ego doesn't need me to sit here and prop up my masculine self anymore. I can yeah. say whatever I feel like, and it's like I know who I am as a man, so it doesn't affect me at all, and it allows me to be even that more makes, so a man. Exactly, I was gonna say that makes my masculine even more
1: happy and free to be like, yeah, you say whatever you feel. Like, hey, I love you guys. Hey, I really don't like you. Okay, yes, I said. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's the same energy. It's really just being authentic, you know. But yes. we 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 hold in the the love we hold in the joy we hold in the tears and only thing that you see most men express really is laughter and rage and they wonder why because yep. what's the other what's if i'm laughing I, it's coming out if i'm mad and rage that's It's coming out it's the same spectrum of of energies that's suppressed as energy you're gonna laugh about it or you're gonna go crazy and either kill someone domestic violence or you're gonna commit suicide and people don't realize that men are the number one suicide like in the world it's men and that's why because of the stigma and the and how we've been taught how to be men, you know, and it's 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 changing. It's changing because I see a lot of men opening up, but still, I still see a lot of men that are suppressed and going through it, man. So, like, I I I personally want to do like a uh, uh, ceremony, like I want to get together and do like a workshop, like a men's only, um, and like a real deal workshop for you know um, as a shaman i'm i'm able to um, administer plant medicine and i'm a member of native american a non-indigenous native american chapter um where we um we do um peyote as our um, sacrament divine sacrament so i really want to get some men together and sit with a plant medicine that's a heart opener and let them just be, you know what I mean? And, and just see how much change that happens in not only their lives, their family's lives, their kids' lives, the job, you know what I mean? And like the community, because that's really what it is. That's really what it is. And, you know, if more more men sat and spoke like this, they, then more men can go home and sit with their wives and speak like this. They can go home and have the patience with their children and speak like this. You know what I mean? And really give that side of what's being seen as the um, masculine. But it's really like the boy. Because they're, they, the examples that, you know, we have are boys. They're not necessarily men. You know what I mean? Yes. And the men examples that we have, they get washed down and trinkled down and washed away. And I held that, 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 um, standard when they're talking about having a discussion you know they always bring up the bad they don't bring up the divine men that really showed examples of men you know what i mean of what it what men really are here even though it's we're a little bit over here we're here and then you got a lot of just in the gray that's the majority of it is in the gray area They're not even on that that you know evil side or that that you know ego side more so you know it's that was a small number. You know, it was just what we gave power to at that time, you know, and that's has always happened, you know, always has happened. So, um, like I said, it's a blessing to just be able to just sit in and be in resonance with uh with a masculine figure that is in tune with himself and knows himself well enough to just be like, I'm me. You know what I mean? Because it's it's yeah.
0: refreshing, man. It really is. Yeah, man, it creates that patience within yourself. So then you have patience Mm -hmm. with others, like you are saying, having a healthier relationship with your family, wife, kids, whatever the case is, is you, you create that, that compassion and that empathy towards yourself. And then you can use that to interact with others because you can understand that they're going through it the same way you are, you know, whatever's keeping you up at night and making you rage and raffle, you know, Mm -hmm. other people are dealing with that too. Um, I think that's beautiful trying to do peyote sessions and stuff like that. Um, I've never done peyote. I would really like to, but to take a group of men and do that would be a really beautiful thing to see because we've been doing that for tens of thousands of years, you know, that was the history of, of human being was, was these men going off and doing psychedelic Mm -hmm. rituals, you know, with each other and coming into communion with themselves and with each other and expressing those emotions so that they could have healthier relationships internally and externally. Um, and I think that's great, man. I think getting back to a culture like that and, uh, breaking away from the stigma of not only psychedelic drugs, but of, like we've been saying, man, the masculine, there's no stigma in that. There's no stigma in being in touch with your emotions, you know? And I think anyone who's, who's lived in that hyper-masculine shadow aspect of themselves, whenever they break away from that, it's pretty much universal that they will all sit down and tell you, yes, this is a much more beneficial life that I'm living yeah. right now, <laughs> way more at peace with myself and everything yeah. around. I'm me. less angry, and I'm and my shoulders yeah. are not as tense. <laughs> I don't yeah. have
1: high back pain. You know what I mean? Like I'm not yes. putting all the stress and strain on my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to the doctor for anxiety or for exactly. back pain. That's a cause from being just so tense all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like all those physiological effects that are legit manifestations of the negative energy yep. in yourself. Is it's very real, it's very real, yep, yeah, man, dude. That was beautiful. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. I thought man, that thank was you awesome for having
1: me, brother. And like, like I said, thank you
0: for bearing with me. For the, for the oh, week yeah, that a rough no week. stress, man, no <laughs> stress, man, not at all. Now, nah, you sacrificed your time to come on and you know, have this conversation with me and the least I can do is work around some scheduling issues, bro. That's, that's no stress at all. So where can, uh, where can people find you at, Mark?
1: Um, I'm on every platform, um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, underneath metaphysicalmark. And if you're interested in uh, looking up more about me, looking up the services that I have, um, you can just go to my website at www.metaphysicalmark and that's M-A-R-C.com. Um, and I'm also on Amazon as well, um, as Reverend Marcus Brown, though, and my the name of my book is A Guidelines to Grace. And like I said, that book, it, it's channeled work of me going outside and getting a hint of something and just letting it flow. And I did that for like three months, three, four months of just everyday consistent videos and I called them life hacks. So it was life hack 101 of this and that. And I just got the the hit There was like, take all of your life hack videos and get them transcribed and turned into a book. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's what I did. And it's been phenomenal because so many people have really been able to sit with the words instead of just watching it and hearing it. it they're really sitting with it, taking the time to decipher it and, um yeah, it's that's one of my biggest accomplishments. I would say it's that body of work because it's only eleven dollars and eleven cents, and it's, it's priceless. <laughs> Literally priceless. Yeah. I just had to put a price on it, and I was just like <laughs> you know I eleven mean? eleven. Like...
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, Mark Brown, ladies and gentlemen.